For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome aboard National Football Show, Big Sills. What a time for the NFL. The NFL owns the headlines in sports. Hell, it owns the headlines in mainstream media. The National Football League is front and center right now. Brian Flores' story, you got the Super Bowl, you got water cooler talk. I don't know what these other leagues are doing. Do you know there's a baseball lockout right now? Unbelievable, man. I mean, nobody would know. I don't care. You know, I posted something on my Twitter page with Ben Simmons. I got one guy commenting, yeah, he's a turd. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, okay, I can see where that's going. By the way, just to show you how soft that league is and the athletes in that league, the NBA, how about this? So this guy's thrown $20 million in a trash can, lit it on fire because somebody spoke harshly to him. What a wuss. I mean it, man. What a wuss, man. I hate covering that sport, and that's why I don't really talk about that sport. All right, guys, do me a favor. Please hit the like button. We are packed. Look at this. We are packed. I got more BS and more crap today. We're going to take a look at edge rushers for the Eagles. We got a boatload of content. King of content. That's what Big Sills is. And also, we're going to talk to our friend from Meet the Press, Chuck Todd, at the bottom of the hour about this Brian Flores story. It is absolutely incredible in how it's galvanized mainstream media and also the sports media. I mean, it's crazy. And there's some corroborating evidence that Stephen Ross, the owner of the Miami Dolphins, did offer Brian Flores, the former head coach, $100,000 to lose ball games. If that is the case, and by the way, I don't think that part of the story is getting covered enough. I understand about the black coaches scenario. I understand about all that. But if you're asking an NFL head coach to throw games, then there's a problem. And there could be a problem in Cleveland. Even though the Hugh Jackson story, I think it dilutes the Brian Flores lawsuit a little bit because I'm not really believing that. The guy won like one game, okay? And if it was so harsh to your credibility, if you're Hugh Jackson, why didn't you say something right there on the spot, right? Why didn't you just say something then? But Eagle fans, I want to start it out with you. Let me start this out with you. Remember a couple of years ago, when Nate Sudfeld went into the game and they pulled Jalen Hurts, do you think the Eagles tanked that game? Was it against Washington? Do you think the Eagles tanked that game? 
And I know, you know, I want to take a look at Nate Suffield. No, you didn't. Paul says yes. Okay? You think you tanked the game. Kyle, appreciate you coming aboard. Timothy says yes, it was clearly a tank. Kyle says, hey, Big Sills, I missed yesterday's show. What would you think of Washington's new name? I'm going to ask Chuck Todd that, too, later on at the bottom of the hour. The Washington Commanders. I don't know. Akhtar says absolutely. So we've never been able to really prove that NFL owners tank games. Carl says Vegas said yes. Wasn't that throwing a game by pulling the better players out and putting lesser players in to lose a ball game? The Fon says yes. Okay? That's tanking too. Now, I posted something on my Twitter page. Xander, I don't know if you saw it too. It was a $40,000 incentive that I made. Had something to do with workouts in the offseason. You know, we have a million of these incentives that are in our contracts. Workout, um, you know, production bonuses, percentage of plays. You know, we saw that with Carson Wentz. So that second rounder turned into a first rounder for the Eagles, right? You play over 75% of the plays. You know, that draft choice turned into um, a first rounder. Here's what I posted here, guys. This was something that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers gave me as a incentive back in my rookie contract. I was to be paid $40,000 for working out and staying in Tampa on top of my base salary. That right there is an incentive. So when you say, and you say to Brian Flores, I want you to tank games, that means every single guy on that roster would have to be in on it. But how can you fix the deck? This is why, this is something Xander and I talked about yesterday. Dude, you need to show me some receipts on this stuff. You need to show me where, guess what? The things you're saying you can prove. Remember Lonzo Harris in training day? It's not what you know, it's what you can prove. There's a lot of holes in this Brian Flores story here. Because just because the owner went to Brian Flores and said, I want you to tank games, you ain't coming to my ass and going like this. Silio, I want you to suck for this game or this stretch of games here so we can lose them. And you lose that $40,000 incentive. That ain't happening. I'm going to get mine. You ain't getting any NFL player involved in anything like that. Because our contracts are littered. This is a non-guaranteed sport, guys. This ain't like the NBA or Major League Baseball. You put your ass in a dugout or on a bench, and you're getting that dough no matter what, even if you suck or you hate the organization. That ain't it in the NFL. They'll send your ass packing. They'll send your ass gone, man, especially a guy like me. I don't care if I was the 56th player taken. And they bent over backwards. They gave me a $2.1 million deal. Just to put that in proper context, I signed the same deal Jerome Brown did, and Jerome was the ninth player taken that year. He and I had the same contract. 
We got the same exact sign and bonus. We got all the particulars. Everything was almost identical. Because when I signed with the Bucks, I told the Bucks I wanted a Jerome Brown deal. You ain't going to come to me and go, hey, Dan, I don't want you to play good this week. And we're going to pull you. Now, here's what organizations can do. The Nate Sudfeld example is the best example. And this is why Howie is scary. You don't think Howie, let me show you something. Xander, put that incentive back up again. You don't think Howie's got a hundred of these incentives right here in front of him as he gets towards the end of the year. And if you're not playing well, guess what he does? He sits guys so they don't make that incentive. That's how you, that's how you rig the deck. Players ain't going to fix games. Organizations can by playing the lesser player. So I've been kind of like the last 24 hours since this story broke. I've been trying to go through this. Can this actually happen? Because Xander and I actually had a nice spirited debate yesterday about it. And I started thinking on what he said. How can I prove my point that organizations can load the deck on you and fix the deck? Because they can. Nate Sudfeld is a great example of that. How many of those Philadelphia Eagle guys, and by the way, Eagle fans, hook me up on something here. Do you guys remember how many healthy inactives that the Eagles had that final year with Doug Peterson as we got towards the end of the year? Weren't there a boatload of like healthy, like inactives that Howie and the organization didn't activate for the final couple games of the year? Am I right when I say that? Remember, I'm a couple years ago, I was 30,000 feet. But I, for some reason, I remember the Eagles having a bunch of guys that they didn't have active. Okay? That incentive is a prime example of it. They don't want to pay the guys. So what they do is they deactivate you. Anthony says yes. Okay? Chalk it up, Sports Philly says, we sat a lot of healthy guys. Nelson Aguilar, Jeffrey. Anthony says, healthy sat a lot. You cannot be accused, according to Station 9, of stealing if it's free. Facts are, we're all guilty. We gambled on the game. Gambling is a part of this, too. Okay? A lot of healthy guys they sat. So, can you rig the deck? on what Brian Flores is accusing the Dolphins of. Well, the Eagles did it. Smaller extent, I don't think Doug Peterson's being offered. You know what Doug Peterson was being offered? To keep his job. Don't you remember how uncomfortable Doug Peterson was answering those questions about Nate Sudfeld getting a look in that game and getting to start? Dude, he looked so uncomfortable taking the answers and questions from the Philly media and the national media. Dude, he, he did not want to be there. But he fell on the sword for Howie and for the organization. Am I accusing the Eagles of tanking that game? I am. I am. Big Pickens says, no doubt. 
Hey, O'Cole, you guys did have a lot of injuries, but he sat a lot of dudes. So my point is I buy the Brian Flores story. Now, if money was added to this, okay, that's a situation between Brian Flores and the league that they're going to have to prove. But you're never going to get players to go along with this. However, the organization's behavior, Chris Greer, the general manager, if there's text messages and emails that they were going to sit healthy players, the league's got a problem here. Because what they were doing is they were losing on purpose. Okay? They were fixing and rigging games. According to Brian Flores' people, they've got emails and text messages. Some people have come forward and corroborated it. You've got a problem here. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think Brian Flores will be blackballed like Colin Kaepernick was? Yes or no? What's up, Eric? Thanks for coming aboard. Guys, please hit the like button. By the way, we are not going to hit on this the whole damn show. This is just a front and center story right now. Then we're going to get into edge rushers for the Eagles. So just your opinion on this, because I've been thinking about this a lot. Believe me, anything that goes to the integrity of football, I have a problem with. Football is a game played by men who put their asses on the line, coaches who put their heart and soul into the game. Anytime the fabric of the game is dented like that, I got a problem with it. Bobby says yes. Anthony says no. Maybe it depends on the evidence. Big picking. Bob, Bob, 90% sure he will be blackballed. Wow. Some shit is common sense. Lawrence says it. Talk it up, Sports Philly. When you're not willing to play, Behind the scenes, you've seen how people are treated. And again, we'll see how this all plays out. I personally think that Brian Flores should be commended for this because he put his reputation and his job on the line. Whatever the evidence says, he put his career on the line. He spent 18 years in New England. You know this, right? He spent 18 years in New England. This guy's reputation's impeccable. It's impeccable. Impeccable. And I have a lot of respect for what he's done. So, the way this is all playing out now, and by the way, here's the one thing, too, that he's doing compared to Kaepernick. Kaepernick kind of went away. He didn't make these media tours like Brian's doing. Brian's on this media tour, and he's telling everybody he possibly can. By the way, I'm working on trying to get him on the show because I want to talk to him. And by the way, my opinion, just like when Xander and I were talking yesterday prior to the show, hey, man, I'm going to ask the questions that are in the gaps. Okay? Do you have proof? When did he come to you? Well, why didn't you say something then? If it was so egregious, why didn't you go public then? Why wait? And I, and I heard him on the CBS Morning Show yesterday, and I understand. Well, maybe I was hoping to change their mind. 
Okay. You're, you're pulling the element of hope into it. Okay. I mean, the guy Haslam who owns the Cleveland Browns, man, that guy was involved in a, at the time he was involved in what? He was involved in some like extortion case or something a couple of years back. Was it like his reputation was impeccable? So I wanted to prove to you and show you there is forms of tanking that teams do. Your Eagles did it. Your Eagles tanked that Washington game. And then floated Doug Peterson out in front of the media to answer all those stupid questions. Why did you play Nate said, uh, Nate Sudfeld? Well, we wanted to take a look at him. That's fucking bullshit. You know it. You saw every Philadelphia Eagle guy on the bench going, didn't you see them do this? I swear to you, I saw Jason Kelsey and them dudes all go like this, Lane Johnson sitting there all together. Tell me you didn't remember this. What the fuck? I saw it. I was like, wow. I was like, holy shit. You got guys on the bench going like this. What the fuck, man? They tanked that Washington game. So if you could tank the Washington game, how many other games has Howie, the Eagles, tanked to get what they wanted to move up into the draft? Hey, whether you're 9-7 and seven or you're 7-9, and nine, what the fuck's the difference? I'll tell you what it is. A draft position. A draft position. So just to expand a story on Brian Flores, my problem about the the inequities of hiring black coaches, okay, Jesus, I'm not going to talk about a story we already know the answer to. But if you're like rigging games... Okay, maybe I should ask this question. Is that a problem for you? If you know you can suck enough and there's a superstar quarterback, remember when the Colts, hey, think about this. Let's ask, because I think even Xander asked me this yesterday. Well, did the Dolphins do anything wrong by asking the head coach to lose games? Didn't the Colts do that to get Andrew Luck? Did Jim Irsay, knowing full well, that Peyton Manning wasn't going to come back because of the neck injury. Remember all those games? I think they won one game that year. Remember that whole line? It was suck for luck. Isn't that tanking? Hey, what about when the Sixers, hey, the Sixers got the market on tanking. Then they tank for like three years. I mean, right? Sixer fans have to be the most abused NBA fans and sports fans on the planet. Am I right? Hey, I, I just can't. Didn't Sixer fans, didn't you guys go through all that shit for like three years? Just blowing every game up? I, for whatever reason, man, I remember that. So did they do anything wrong, really? You're kind of trying to improve the team long term by getting a super, a superstar player. Big picking goes, it was rough. That's a great comment. Big Chris. Sandra, put that up there. Hey, is tanking part of sports to get yourself better? Is tanking, okay, 
is tanking part of sports. Dan says, yes, guys, please, 27 likes, let's hit that baby. Hey, we got Chuck Todd from Meet the Press at the bottom of the hour. We're going to hit on all this. By the way, the number one position, I kind of buried the lead on you. The number one position for your Eagles is edge rusher. You guys were 31st in rushing the passer this year in the NFL. I got a list of about 10 guys that everyone's circling that could be edge rushers that could be added to the Eagles. I'm going to get to that. There's a different level, Yale says. Carl says, hell no. Yeah, because you know why? When you're a season ticket holder, you're not tanking. You're paying the same shitty prices for those tickets. And if those guys are – see, maybe that's maybe that's the issue for me. They're not asking you, you know, for refunds on your money when they're tanking. They're asking you still for full price and your investment into the team. So, in theory, they're shitting on the team and they're shitting on the fans. Okay? Right? Dan, you do need a stud. But you, Dan, you need a stud edge rusher. <clears throat> this story is just crazy. It, it, it really is. Okay. So we're going to hit on that with Chuck Todd. This will be at the bottom of the hour. I'm going to get to the edge rushers that the Eagles need to take a look at. So Bill Belichick came out today, and Bill Belichick had a statement around Tom Brady's retirement. Guys, we are no longer sports broadcasters. We're now junior psychologists. Okay, and now we psychoanalyze every single thing on what a guy means, what he thinks, what he says. And get this, even if it's a truth, we now dissect it so that it fits a narrative of ours. Even if Bill Belichick comes out today and says it was a privilege to play and coach Tom Brady, draft Tom Brady, He did so much for the Patriots organization, for our fans. People still will dissect the truth so that eventually it's turned into a lie and a narrative that fits what they look at and say whether or not you think Brady's more important than what that dynasty was. I sat and listened to that stuff the entire day, and I'm like, man, can't a guy just go like this? Hey, it was great to coach Tom. It was a privilege to be around him. We won a lot of games, six Super Bowls. We went to a boatload of championship games. He and I had a relationship. By the way, they were together for 20 years. Wasn't like that thing sucked. Wasn't like it was horrible going to work every day. But yet here we are as media people going, well, that's not really what Bill meant. You're like, dog, take it for what it is, face value. Those two guys accomplished something that no one will ever accomplish ever again. The amount of winning that the Patriots have put together is the greatest dynasty in the history of professional football, bar none. It's not close. But us as a media and us as people, we have to sit here and make lies up about a statement that all he's trying to do is show his gratitude for Brady playing in New England. He can't even have the common decency of throwing a statement out without people dissecting it. He didn't mean that. Him and Brady hated each other at the end. I don't believe that. Things end. Things end. 
This guy's accomplished so much. All right. We're going to talk to our friend Chuck Dodd. Guys, do me a favor. Please hit the like button. Look, I don't want to do a political show when it comes to all this stuff with Brian Flores, but I want true people that work in the media like Chuck Todd to talk about this story and how it's being received around the country. Who better than one of the biggest names in broadcasting, Chuck Todd from NBC News. We're going to have him on. He'll be next. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other. With more doctors and hospitals. More benefits that really rock. More of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about. Because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back, National Football Show, guys. Chuck Todd's going to join us from NBC News here in a minute to go over this Brian Flores story. I got some great news. So, okay, I hate to do this to you, and I'm going to start it off me laying in bed. I know. Not something you want to hear, right? Big Sills laying in bed. I look over at my phone, and you know how many times you get these crazy accounts with, like, famous names on them? So I'm looking at my phone, and I go, John Cena? What the hell's this? Can't be John Cena. So John Cena, he sent me a DM, and he goes, I've been watching the show. It's fucking great. Started following me. 
And I'm going like, bro, we got to get you on. I used to get you on when you were, you know, in Tampa. He goes, I'm still in Tampa. I go, that's great. So Cena goes, when do you want me on? I go, how about so, you know, sometime next week or the week after? Let's see if we can get it happening. Man, I'm like, so like, seriously, I'm looking at my phone and I'm going, did The Rock do this? Because, you know, I, I was expecting it to be some bullshit like, um, you know, account or something. Not really be like John Cena. It's John Cena. So Cena's now following me. I, we, we went back and forth. And I know he's an old football guy, too, because he used to come on, like I said, my show when I was on in Tampa at WDAE. And, you know, then I had him in studio with me a bunch of times. We kind of forged a pretty good relationship. Then I went national. I went out to Los Angeles and I started working for Fox Sports Radio. We kind of disconnected. And sure enough, today I'm sitting here and I'm going like this, man. Now, now Cena, Yale goes, yeah, he's a wrestling dude. Yeah, he's wrestling dude. Yeah, one of the most famous guys, dog. I'm looking at it going, this guy's got 15 million followers on Twitter. Holy shit. This is incredible, man. So just to show you who's starting to watch the show, man, it's really incredible on how the show is really growing, and I really love it. So thank you guys so much, too. Please hit the like button. We really appreciate it. Real quick here before we get to Chuck, um, Jim Harbaugh has informed Michigan that he'll be coaching the 2022 season. And he, I guess, turned down the Minnesota job or the opportunity to coach the Vikings. That's not exactly what I'm hearing. I'm hearing that Jim walked into the interview yesterday assuming that the Vikings were going to name him that day the head football coach. And as the interview was going on, he started realizing they're asking me real questions. Okay? Hey, the environment in San Francisco at the end with Trent Bulky it eroded. What happened? This is some of the intel that I'm getting. And all of a sudden, Jim Harbaugh realized, wait a minute, where is this going here? I'm truly a candidate. I thought I was the guy. He was one of three guys that Minnesota, and they eventually hired the offensive coordinator of the Rams. And I'm sitting here going like, wow. Harbaugh was under the assumption he had the Vikings job because it was the second interview. And hey, man, things get funny in interviews like that. And plus, they were not going to give him the eight and a half million dollars that he's making at Michigan. Remember, they cut his pay to four and a half million bucks. They got a new deal on the table that's going to pay him 10 million bucks. He's not getting 10 million dollars from the Will family. He's not, even though his record in the National Football League is 44-19-1, Will Family was not going to give him $10 million. He wanted a 10-year, $100 million deal, one of them John Gruden deals. No way. Vikings go, no way. We're not going down that route. We'll do a five-year deal at $5 million. He was like, wow. In the end, what happened here, okay, in the end, what happened here was – he basically had a come-to-Jesus conversation, okay? 
okay? He basically had a come-to-Jesus conversation. So he's back at Michigan, and he's going to be coaching the Michigan Wolverines. Probably the best place for him. Do I think he'll be still scratching around the next couple of years? I don't think Michigan's going to let him do that. I think Michigan is going to put a number in front of him that's going to keep him in Ann Arbor for a while. There's not going to be a $10 million a year job out there in the National Football League because you know why? What's the one thing Harbaugh does? He wears you out. He wears organizations out. And Minnesota didn't want any of that. Remember, he had a relationship with the brand-new general manager that's in Minnesota right now. So, hey, as I told you, funny things happen on the way to an interview. And I think he was really stunned in that interview process because he was a candidate. They were not giving him that job. All right. Hey, other news. There is no question that Doug Peterson is still in the running for the New Orleans Saints job because of what Sean Payton has done for him. And he is a lead candidate there. But even Doug, they're looking at a lot of these analytic kids They're looking at a lot of these younger people. They're looking at a lot of these guys who are going to work with front offices. I'll tell you something that you have in Philadelphia right now with Howie Roseman. The reason that Nick Sirianni got that job is because of what Frank Wright had schooled him and prepped him on. Listen, you're not getting that job if you think you're going to run your own ship. These organizations today in the National Football League don't want coaches who are going to roll into a building and think they're going to run their own ship. You're not going to have the Chip Kellys any longer. You're not going to have the old school coaches like Jimmy Johnson, where they're head of personnel, head of hiring when it comes to assistant coaches, making decisions when it comes to the draft or free agency. You're not having that. If you can't work with front offices today, there is absolutely no way you're going to become an NFL head coach. That's why you're seeing these new wave guys, okay? That's why you're seeing these new wave guys get the opportunity to become head coaches in the NFL because these young guys work with analytics, they understand analytics, and they know that if they want to become an NFL head coach, they've got to work with front offices. All right, as we wait for our friend Chuck Todd from NBC News, let's let's start hitting on these here. Would we all agree? What is the number one need? You tell me if you think I'm wrong here. Is edge rusher and pass rusher for the Philadelphia Eagles? Tell me I'm wrong. You're 31st in rushing the passer in sacks. It's a major issue. It's a major issue. If you don't have people in today's NFL, look at, look at what the Rams are doing. They went out, they made a move for Von Miller, put him on the other side of Aaron Donald. Look what's happened. That Rams defense doesn't look the same as it did at the beginning of the year. They get after folks. And in today's NFL, with these quarterbacks as efficient as they are, with these offenses that are as complex as they are, you need two things, and I would even add a third, a linebacker who's versatile at covering the seam, and being able to cover tight ends. If you don't have cornerbacks and pass rushers, you can't play in today's NFL. 
Jim Mercer's right, the owner of the Colts. If you can't score 30 points and keep the team under 30 points, you ain't winning. Jeff says, LB, cornerback, quarterback. Chalk it up, Sports Philly. You're right, major issue. We have to get an edge rusher as soon as possible. The Rams are legit now. Andrew says, Dan, your takes on the NFL today are so interesting and realistic. You're refreshing. Andrew, I just tell you by personal experiences. Hey, Dan, I'm working on Jason Whitlock. Okay? I am. I'm working on Jason Whitlock. He's actually a friend of mine. He's tandem for life. Edge, linebacker, safety. Hannity's a friend, too. Then again, so is Chuck Todd. We need Eagle guys, especially when it comes to rushing the passer. M. Reyes says, what's the Rams cap situation? Dude, their cap situation is in the same position that the Dallas Cowboys are in. It's in hell. Only advice I take from Whitlock is where to eat. Hey, I, I love people with opinions, man. I really do. I love people with opinions. So I say this. This Eagle team needs pass rushers. Got the senior bowl going on right now. By the way, on Friday, I'm going to have Ed Ogeron on with me. He's down there. And Coach O is down at the senior bowl in Mobile. And we're going to talk to him about Joe Burrow. Remember, he took Joe Burrow when Joe Burrow was looking for a college after he left Ohio State. And they won a national championship. So we're going to talk to Coach O. That'll be tomorrow. The top edge rushers that are going into this NFL draft, I've written down 10 of them here. Obviously, the number one guy from Michigan, Aiden Hutchinson. He could be the number one or number two guy taken in this upcoming NFL draft. I'm going to make a point to you about this upcoming NFL draft. I don't really think that there is a guy in this draft that is going to change a franchise around. I think there's a lot of great football players. I think there is a lot of great football players. Okay? But at the end of the day here, okay, I don't really think there's one guy in this draft that we're going to sit here and go like this. Yeah, this guy here is going to change a franchise's fortune. But I do think this kid Hutchinson is probably one of the best kids in this draft here. And he's probably going to go in the top three. So, big kid, tall kid. I thought he got pushed around a little bit by Georgia in that semifinal game. That kind of made me pause a little bit because you can't beat Georgia. Bro, if you're in the NFC East, right? I mean, hey, it's one thing to say I'm playing against a Southeastern Conference team and I'll be it. I get it's the national champion. But you're getting pushed around like that a little bit. Aiden Hutchinson, in my opinion, okay, I think he needs to be a little bit bigger here. Thibodeau from Oregon is the number two guy. And I think you could put any of these guys in order here. Thibodeau, in my opinion, I think he is a spectacular football player. And because my relationship with Mario Cristobal, I think Mario has even said it too. This kid is just an absolute freak. He goes, Dan, my two best players that I've had since I was coaching the Oregon Ducks, was Justin Herbert and this kid. And this kid may be better. He goes, if you think 
when you look at what, you know, the kid in Dallas did, if you look at Parsons and see what Parsons did, Mario thinks this guy is all as good as Parsons in Dallas. Can play the pass, rush the passer, play the run. He's physical at the point of attack. He's got great long arm span, which means you can get into offensive linemen. He thinks he's one of the best players that he's seen in the Pac-12 in a long time, and he says he's one of his top two players that he's coached. So make no mistake about that. There's a kid in Purdue, George Karafalis, and I saw a little bit of him on film, and I got to tell you that this kid's going to go in the first round as well. I saw him against Ohio State. I think this kid's got great leverage. I think he's another one of these guys. This draft here has got people that can rush the passer. You know, one of the things that you're starting to see more with the college game is you're seeing more of these tweener guys starting to get true positions. And the true positions is this, versatile. And being able to put your hand down, being able to cover tight ends, being able to rush the passer. I don't think you're going to see guys like Lawrence Taylor coming out of college anymore where you just put a guy in a two-point stance and he rushes off the corner like that. Vasselli, he destroyed Ohio State. He, he was a one-man wrecking ball. All right. I'm going to stop at three. I'm going to see if we can run down our friend, um, Chuck Todd, here and get his thoughts on what's going on here with this Brian Flores case. We're going to take a brief time out. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other, with more doctors and hospitals, more benefits that really rock, more of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about, because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Todd Hill join us in around 20 minutes, so needs a little bit more time, and we'll get him on the program, talk a little Brian Flores, which also gives us a little time to continue this list here. You know, I've been saying this to you guys, and by the way, you guys awesome on the like button. Keep hitting it. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. By the way, Backyard Birds podcast and everybody, the one thing you're going to get on this program that you're not going to get anywhere else, I don't do one-sided radio. You know, this is the kind of shit that uh, Joe Rogan gets when people are commenting on what he does. I get people with different opinions, whether Ice Cube's opinion or if it's Chuck Todd's opinion. Or how about this? Tomorrow, my friend Kevin Cork from Fox News, who worked with me at Fox News and Fox Sports, is going to be joining me. And that's just a different opinion from what Chuck is. Obviously, he's a liberal. Chuck's a, or he's a, he's a conservative. Chuck's a liberal. I get everybody's opinion on. I don't shut the room down like everybody does in this society like that. That's not what I do. I get interesting people on. I like interesting people. I don't do one-sided fucking radio or TV or whatever. I hate that. That means I am slanted like CNN or Fox News or someone else. I was telling Xander this prior to going on the air. I don't do that stuff, man. I love interesting and unique folks. Conversations, baby. Hey, and by the way, you could take whatever Chuck says a couple minutes from now, and you can go like this. Fuck that. I think he's full of shit. Tomorrow, Kevin Cork, who, by the way, my dear friend, I so love Kevin Cork. Man, Kevin went to Harvard. He's a St. Louis guy. He and I have been friends for 25 years. I love that guy, man. We've been friends for such a long time. But I've got friends on both sides of the spectrum here. That's what has always made my show compelling. And that's what's always made my show interesting. I don't do this like ESPN or CBS Sports. I don't, I don't pigeonhole myself in one corner, dude. That's not what I do, man. Free speech. Thank you, Chris. Bro, Joe Rogan, I'm a fan of Rogan because you know why? Joe Rogan's about free speech. How can you rock it in the free world? Have a song like that and say, I want Joe Rogan censored. You're full of shit, Neil Young. You're full of shit. People should have an opportunity to say whatever they feel. Guys, I'm going to tell you one more time here, too. And look, man, I don't want to rant on anything like that because, look, I don't want to be that guy because I hate preachers. And I'm not talking religious preachers. I'm talking bullshit artist preachers that come on the radio or come on a show like this and just start preaching to people and talking down to them. Man, I hate folks like that. Don't you hate people who preach to you? Live your life this way. Do it that way. Hey, that guy's full of shit because he's a Trump person. Bro, what's it to you? Are you get your panties in a bind that much? Really? Over what some asshole says? Think about what you guys think about sometimes. I love you too, Birdman. Think about this for a second, though. 
you really give a shit that Donald Trump is who he is or Joe Biden is who he is? Those guys have no effect on my life whatsoever. I'm not getting into an argument with my friends or my peeps that come here every day and, and like alienate people. For what? It's not worth it. I don't get that bent over that shit. That's why for me, I was Xander and I were talking about this. How about that dude that comes on like the air and says, I hate that guy. And like, if you like that guy, he hates you. I'm always like this. Uh, I don't live my life like that. I, I pick and choose who I like. Okay. And I've always done that. And I guess maybe that's why people have an, out, an ass with me at times. It's because I don't live my life like other people do. I just don't, man. Sydney says, politics, the new talk. Free speech, the new enemy. I agree with you. It is so hard to have free speech. Kyle says, I love you more and more every day, Sills. Dude, it's about free speech. How many people do you think think that I'm full of shit every day? Maybe all of you. I know my aunt, my, my wife, all of them think I'm full of shit. And most of the time, I'm probably full of shit or full of myself. But there's one thing you'll always get here. I'll never shut you down. Unless you start being insulting to other people like a complete toolbox, that's when Xander kind of comes in with the zapper. But other than that, everyone gets a free voice here. You're not going to get free voices on the radio anymore, guys. You're just not. This is an avenue where you can talk and say what you want. Well, or until YouTube puts a disclaimer on me. You know, Twitch put a disclaimer on my show. If you go on my, my Twitch channel, there's a disclaimer. The opinions, you, know, you hear, honestly, the opinions and thoughts and comments and commentary of the host do not reflect Twitch. I, I didn't do one show, but when they found out I was going on, they put a disclaimer on. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> they don't know me from a can of paint. They, they don't know me from a can of paint, dog. And I was like this. So the guy who was running the Twitch channel, I was like, yo, okay, man, it's all good. Oh, Chris, censored? Are you kidding me? Calling me in the office, like at Odyssey, and going like this, hey, we can't have you doing your show. We need you to do a snowflake show. What's snowflake? Well, don't do the Dan Cilio show. Well, you, what do you mean, the Dan Cilio show? Well, you know those opinions you have? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, so you know how they do it? What do you think and how people... Censor people. You know how you censor people? I'm going to give you guys broadcasting one-on-one, and you'll see it the next time. Do you know how they tried to keep Pat McAfee inside the guardrails? You put other dudes on the show. You put lesser guys on the show or lesser experienced guys on the show to dilute it. Put water in your drink. Odyssey was putting these guys that never been on the air, never produced a radio show in their life. I had a producer who never produced a radio show and two dudes who had never been on the air. And I'm going, my, my wife's going like this to me. 
Why are they talking? I said, they want them to. <laughs> they want them to. Well, your so your show is not the same. And here we are. <laughs> That's right. This is Dan Cilio Radio. This is the shit that I did in the 90s and 2000s. Unfiltered. Unfiltered. I picked no side. I picked Big Sill's side. I'm preaching, aren't I? I'm sorry. Seriously, because I fucking hate that guy. Let's continue, okay? Don't forget, Chuck Todd's going to join us. Hey, and listen, do me a favor. Don't treat Chuck like shit, okay? I know you guys were Googling all over Joy Taylor. By the way, here's a great example of two sides. Joy's a liberal. You know this. Okay, so is Chuck. Okay? Tomorrow I got a conservative on, and I got Coach Ogeron on, who's also a conservative. Relax. I've had Ice Cube on. I've had Herschel Walker on. Jesus, gravity. <laughs> oh. Dan. Who, who who you rather be, an exclusive broadcaster to the NFL or freelancer? I'd rather be a freelancer. I don't want to work for the NFL Network because that means I'm censored. Okay? William says, Joy boosted the ratings. Yeah, I know you got I, I know, and I get it. I know. That's it, Chris. Mix it up, baby. Let's go. Right? I love her more and more every day. Matt Hatter, will you stop it? Okay, Joy is hot liberal, so that's okay. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Andrew says the Joy Taylor show with Dean Cilio. It's classic. <laughs> with Dean Cilio. Great. Hey, Andrew, it's fucking Dan. <laughs> Dean. Dean, thank you. Get no respect like Rodney Dangerfield, man. I get no respect. Holy cow, man. I don't even remember. Oh, I was I, I got to three here. You guys destroyed my list yesterday. I tried to give you guys some content. No, you guys didn't want to hear shit from me. Oh. Old Kogels, Herschel worships Trump. Dumbass. See? <laughs> Dean. Thanks, Matt. Hey, I want everyone today, call me Dean. Dean Cilio. How you doing? Everybody doing well up there, right? Yeah, my name is Dean. <laughs> Holy cow. Oh, hey, by the way, I got a little tidbit for you. Zach Gertz to the Colts. How you doing? How you doing? Zach Gertz to the Colts. You good with that? Hey, Xander, we're going to take a small time out here because... We're going to be expecting Chuck in, and we'll just pick it up when he comes in, and we'll swoop all the way through to the bottom there. So, guys, do me a favor. Hit the like button, okay? Chuck Todd's going to join us. We'll finish up our list on edge rushers for the Philadelphia Eagles. A lot of news to get to yet. Super Bowl 56 right around the corner, too. Please hit that like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. 
Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other. With more doctors and hospitals. More benefits that really rock. More of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about. Because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back. National Football Show, your boy Dan Cilio. We're going to catch up with our friend Chuck Todd from Meet the Press at NBC News real quick. Before we do that, though, um, so Spike Lee is going to have a documentary on Colin Kaepernick. Are you guys interested? Are you interested in a Kaepernick documentary? By the way, hit the like button. Is Colin Kaepernick that interesting still? I don't know if he ever was to me. I never bought that bullshit. Okay? I never bought it. Because you know why? The NFL doesn't hear you. You could say all you want. The one thing he did do was he did expose the NFL for who they are, at least. But I think we all knew that. But am I interested in it? That dude says yes, okay? I, I won't lie. I'll check it out. Andrew says no. The Fon says he's a clown. Okay. Nah, Carl says. If you kneel for the national anthem, F all. Let me tell you, in my opinion, I've never spoken to you guys about the Kaepernick story. Here's why I think Kaepernick was a poor messenger in that whole storyline. You know, I, I, I have been doing sports talk and sports broadcasting for 33 years. And every single day, 
The reason I have notes, can I tell you why I have notes now? Because I have said things in my past that have had my takes land wrong. Colin Kaepernick's take landed wrong. He may have met that he wanted to fight for social justice. But when you wear pig socks and you're kneeling for the national anthem, no one hears anything else. Symbols in our country matter. Flag. Hand over the heart. The Olympics started. I'm an Olympics person because I love national pride. I told you before, I root for America. I don't root for political parties. And I'm a big symbol guy. Hey, we all know what symbols mean in this world. We saw it during the 40s in Germany, what the Nazi flag meant. And we see today what the United States flag means to certain places in the world. Those Chinese freedom fighters, they're not waving Chinese flags. They're waving American flags. So symbols matter. And you've got to know who you're talking to. You see, Kaepernick doesn't understand who he's talking to. The NFL is middle America and the South. That's the fan base for football. So no matter what you say and your good intentions are, no one hears it when you kneel and the flag's involved. Nobody hears it. I don't hear it. You may have a good place where you think, where you have a good intention, but it didn't land there, son. Kaepernick was a good football player. Kaepernick was a good football player at the end. He was just on a shitty team. And for those of you who say that Colin Kaepernick wasn't good, he had 16 touchdowns to like four interceptions. He had um, a year where he was on pace for around 3,000 passing yards and 20 touchdowns and around 800 yards running. And he had taken a team to the Super Bowl. Colin Kaepernick did not suck. That is a fallacy and fake news. He was not a bad quarterback. He was actually expanding what Cam Newton did. He was on a horrible 49er team. They won one game that year. The team imploded. But see, that was easy to go, he sucked. Well, that wasn't true. His political position sucked. Then you added in the fact that the team wasn't winning. Okay? So Kaepernick's story is clouded. And now what they're trying to do is they're trying to, they're trying to put Kaepernick's story and Brian Flores' story, and they're trying to, to collide them together. I don't know if they, they're, they're, they're able to do that. What Brian Flores is doing, Brian Flores is a hell of a coach, okay? And he's kind of potentially shelved that. Let me ask you this. Would you, would you in any way, would you hire Brian Flores right now? Okay? Would you hire Brian Flores as your head football coach? How about this? You think Brian Flores is a better head football coach than Nick Sirianni? I'll tell you what, I'm impressed with that guy. East Candom, I agree. Yale, I think Brian Flores is a better coach than what they got in Philly. Okay, 
Smile says, hell no, can't trust him. Really? I trust Brian Flores now than I ever did. Jeff says, no, you think Nick Sirianni's a better coach, huh? Wow. That's pretty interesting. All right, this story has just polarized everybody. And Brian Flores putting his job, his reputation, and putting the NFL front and center has not just gone sports. It has gone mainstream. And everybody's commenting on it because the National Football League has now been put on notice. I admire what Brian Flores is doing because here's a guy who's the last two years has elevated the Miami Dolphins into getting better. But, of course, he's working for an owner, Stephen Ross, who has never got it since he bought it from the Heisingas. And for the record, the Dolphins have never been the same since the true football people own that team, the Robbies. Well, one of my dear friends and a guy who I admire a lot and a guy who always finds time for me, so busy, from NBC News and Meet the Press, my friend Chuck Todd. Chuck, thank you so much. But first, before we start off, how about this, baby? Got to oh. start it out with the you, baby. I got I got even better news for you, Cilio. Uh My my uh, my oldest just applied early decision. Should I think is going to find out in two weeks. She loves that marine sciences school. You know, the U's about football. It's going to be a football school again, but it also does a bunch of other great stuff too. Um, so the 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 legacy lives uh, in my daughter. I hope. Knock wood. So admissions <laughs> office. If you're watching. Cilio's coming after you if you don't make this happen. <laughs> Let me, hey, what about Mario getting a gig, man? I'm so, I am so thrilled because he's going to bring the integrity back to that program again on what hard work means. And also, I think the most important thing, Chuck, yeah. he's going to bring that program back into the community. And what I say community, I know what you mean. Woodrow Wilson, Overtown, Liberty right. City, places like Bell Glades, where the program went into to get those inner city kids and give hope. Well, we talked about this. You know, one of the reasons why Miami was so hated in the 80s is actually one of the reasons about a topic of conversation we're about to have is because Miami was the first urban black college power. Okay, USC a little bit, but Howard Schnellenberger realized, hey, these are all good kids here, you know, and that's what the SEC guys and the Big Ten guys all hated about Miami secretly is, hey, uh, we only recruit African-Americans and we put them in their place. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's not Miami. Miami treated, it was equal from the beginning, which is also why I think Miami was an attractive school for so many African-Americans. But I also think it's why it was so polarizing for a while. Miami was polarizing over race, not because they won. And I think you guys feel it. You knew it in the locker room. Oh, yeah. You guys knew it. You heard it. You heard the stuff that was said if you went to Norman, Oklahoma, right? What happened in the Fiesta Bowl. We heard, you know. And the thing is, if you were in Miami and you heard it, you knew it. And this is why people say, oh, aren't you embarrassed rooting for Miami? I'm like, you don't know Miami. This is not a, this is your, the stereotypes are what you're hearing. Anyway. Hey, hey, Chuck, I want to tell you a quick story before we move on to Brian Flores. So Jerome Brown and I, we go into Morgantown, West Virginia, and I didn't know with burning <laughs> couches and having nooses around their neck. So the only place I ever felt unsafe as a fan. Oh my God. I have never buddy. in my life. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in this joint and all of a sudden, here, here's Jimmy. Hey, man, everybody to the middle of the bus. I looked over at Jerome and went like this for the first. I, I go like this. Hey, dog, you're on your own here. <laughs> I have to tell you, every stereotype, when I went to, I went to, it was, I'll, I'll never forget the game. It was the game where um, we had a player where they rocked the ambulance, if you remember yes. that. Okay. And it was, 
It was the day Boston College beats Notre Dame. Had Miami won that game, Miami plays in the national title game. So this was, I want to say, 93, 94. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but it was the only time I ever, I, I mean, I, I literally saw people drinking out of mayonnaise jars. I mean, it was right seven in the morning. It was like the moonshine was flowing. It wasn't beer. It was moonshine. I mean, <laughs> and, and these people were intense. Only time I felt a little unsafe. Absolutely. Let's get into this Brian Flores story. And I don't yeah. want to pollute your take by throwing my spin on it. I just, just give me your synopsis of what you're witnessing over the last 48 hours. Well, look, I think it's astonishing what he's doing. I do think people need to realize he's, he's costing himself millions of dollars, maybe for life. Um, the way this NFL, I mean, ask Colin Kaepernick, he's more likely to get blackballed right now and not get a job. I hope we're wrong. Right. Yep. I, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, but he is, this is personal sacrifice. I assume I mean, to me, the most damning piece of evidence is that Bill Belichick text, right? I mean, just, and by the way, let me hard stop here. We've all been in that moment. You, you have a text, you're replying to somebody and you're like, oh no, I replied <laughs> to the wrong Brian, right? I replied to the wrong guy. I mean, I, I, there's a part of me that feels bad for Bell. I don't think Belichick knew any of that, you know, what that the Giants were pulling the rug over or whatever they were doing, um, playing that game. But look, this is, the, I, I think, Michael Wilbon said it pretty well yesterday in part of the interruption. At the end of the day, it took a lawsuit to desegregate schools. It took a lawsuit, right, to get voting rights. Unfortunately, it's going to take a lawsuit to get the NFL to do this right. But I, I think we really need to discuss, Stephen Ross does not own a football team. Stephen Ross owns the franchise rights to an NFL team. And I think the NFL does not appreciate that it is more in charge than these owners. And I don't understand why they've not taken more control of it. I think, Stephen Ross, if these accusations, and so far from what I'm understanding, there's people that can corroborate some of the comments that Chris mm -hmm. Greer, the general manager, and the head coach had, there's even right. emails and text messages. If you're paying a guy $100,000 to lose games, you're basically fixing NFL football games. There's gambling involved with this. Also, Chuck, to me, the NFL is part owner. They're part owner of a casino. DraftKings is a casino. Okay, let's not pretend it is not a physical. He place. should have his franchise taken away from him. A hundred percent. Like to me, this is not. This is integrity of the game stuff. This is as you just said. So that's a hundred percent. But we let's not cloud the racial aspect of this either. And what's happening to Flores within the league? I mean that that's a whole separate story. I mean, this is where you're you're you're. Whether I do think he is proving the Rooney rule is well-intentioned, but doesn't work. It's a joke. Yeah. The it, Rooney well rule, you know what? It doesn't work. Hey, Chuck, you know what it is? If And that text message exposes it. Because if you're doing this, Chuck, watch this. Hey, listen, we're going to we're gonna hire Brian Dable. That's the guy we really want. And for the, hey, and for the record, look at the job he did with Josh Allen. I get it. They're trying to turn him around. But if yeah. you're doing it just to hire, just because you're filling a quota, and to say, we got to interview a black guy. Bro, you're... That's not what the rule's true intention is. It's to give equal opportunity for everyone for a 73% African-American league, the NFL. For you just to go like this, oh, we got to interview the black guy. Bro, that's, mm -hmm. that's not the true intention of what that rule is. And see, to me, I think the NFL, for the first time, we knew that, didn't we, Chuck? But now mm -hmm. we're seeing that. The other thing, though, the NFL has is it's so different than baseball owners or basketball owners in that – 
it is interesting to me that the NFL is still such a white ownership club. And, you know, look, Robert Smith, he's the guy that uh, paid all the debt, uh, African-American billionaire, paid all the debt for Morehouse uh, graduates a few years ago. I've seen his name floated for the Broncos. If the NFL doesn't basically make that happen, they're, they're even dumber than we thought they were, right? I thought after the Jerry Richardson stuff, they were going to make sure that they finally allowed some minority owners to make a bid, and that didn't happen. If I remember, JC showed some yep. interest, and all of a sudden the NFL said, no. you're like, what are you thinking? Yep. You want to get into business with JC? Yep. Last time I checked, this guy mints money. Yeah. I think he kind of knows what he's doing. Yeah, he you, you may want to modernize the league. But, you know, the other problem here, though, is what incentive does the league have? None. They keep making money and the ratings keep going up no matter how badly they manage this behind the scenes. It's just but 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 Chuck, you bring up Jay-Z too, okay? So Jay-Z now is part in he now runs all the halftime uh shows around the NFL, all 32 mm-hmm. teams, and he's gonna do the halftime show. This is his production. Right. Well, where's he in this? I mean, no. okay, you know, you have a relationship. You talk to Roger Goodell, you talk to Jerry Jones, you talk to Robert Kraft. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are influential black voices in the league. Where's his? Right. I mean, don't you think he has to stand it's a up? Fair point. His- well, here's the thing: they can't tell him to sit down if he does. You know, he's right. got that that he can do this, and they and he's never been more empowered to now. Put it that way. Um, and let's not assume he won't here. You know, in fairness, right? I mean, no, no, it's only forty-eight you know, hours. I get it exactly. Let Let's not assume he won't. But. Um, Look, I think this this is we'll, – we'll see. Let me ask you this, Dan. Do you think the league's going to have to go to sort of quotas on your coaching staff? Never. Yeah, or – or no, no. I'll say this to you. Watch this, Chuck, and, and, and no, I'm doing it in sarcasm. End racism. You see those lo- monikers in the back of yeah, the Yeah, this isn't zone? what the, I know. Right. And, 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 the, watch the this. NFL yes, Chuck. The is yes, I do. The back of the helmet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Watch yeah. this, Chuck. Yes, I do. But then they're going to go like this. Right. Tell them what they want to hear. We'll do what we want to do. Because here, know this. That whole shit that went on with, with Drew Brees a couple years ago when he was going against Kaepernick in the kneeling. Did Kaepernick ever get a workout? Did he ever get an opportunity after all that? And the league was like, we stand with Colin. Colin was right. Did he ever get an opportunity? Absolutely not. So the league tells the public what they want to hear and see. They put these big visuals and racism, no racism. And you're like, here's a prime example of it this week where they're just BS talking. So Chuck, I think it's going to be all mouth. And there, how about this? The NFL is external. They're never internal when it comes to the issues that are externally in this country. It's all about 32 sharks. No, I look. I the only way you're going to see change is if you get some new owners in there, new and younger owners, minority owners, uh, but or even people like Mark Cuban. You know, I actually think just a younger generation of owners that would go in there. You know, it is interesting to me that the NFL. You know, even the young owners are actually they're sons of the old owners, so they have a they're sort of raised with an old culture, and I'll just leave it at that. Um, you have the nepotism. By the way, here's another thing. How about the nepotism issue in coaching? It's like, why is there so few African-Americans in the coaching ranks? You think Steve Belichick's the best available defensive coordinator for the New England Patriots? Well, here, here, Chuck, get this. Sean McVay, his grandfather, John McVay, worked in mm-hmm. the NFL. Kyle Shanahan. You've got other coaches who are either sons they never or played. relatives. And I'm not saying that. Look, I'm not one of those guys that says that you have to play to coach. 
Did they even play the game? <laughs> no, but they've been in the game. I guess so, yeah. man. How yeah. about the fact, too, that John Elway had to put a statement out? Because Brian Flores – and know this, Chuck. I've talked to at least 20 people in the last two days who say Brian Flores' reputation is impeccable. It's impeccable. He's a man – of character and i saw josh mcdaniel do an interview and someone asked him yeah. about it he goes we won a lot of games in new england he was there for 18 years and belichick thinks the world of him in fact i thought in fact when i saw no one was hiring floors right which in summer this is before the lawsuit i thought well you know maybe ross is bad mouthing him or maybe people want to like let him let him take a year off you know rarely do coaches get hired in the same year they've been fired you know and so and i thought oh boy Good for him, um, because when McDaniel's left, you thought, okay, so Flores gets to be the new heir apparent in New England, because he really is a Belichick. Like he's got the intensity of Belichick. I love him. He, he's got the the players. I mean, he the crap roster that Ross has put together in Miami. Okay, this is a these rosters that Flores. I don't think people realize fully. Obviously, football people do. Player for player, maybe some of the worst rosters you could put together. Oh, yeah. And this guy. I mean, this guy almost got into the playoffs this year. Who do you want on that team? Won well, 19 games the last place? two years. Yeah, and, and and ask yourself, if you were a GM, who are you signing from that team? No offense to these Dolphins. Okay. <laughs> there's not like a lot of there's not a lot of guys there you have a lot of faith in. But that guy can coach and he clearly is a leader of men. So I assume he's gonna be, and I still wonder if the crafts come in here and 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 if I'm Belichick, I'm offering him the job tomorrow. Uh, oh, to be I would coach. bring him back in in 10 seconds here. And I I'll, wonder if Kraft will do that. I, I I wonder because, again, with all the heat that's going around, how about that John Elway had to come out and make a statement because Brian Flores said that Ellis, the president of the team, and John Elway showed up an hour late and they were drunk to the interview process. When they showed up, they were hung over. Just showed you the lack of caring about the interview process, about the Rooney rule, what we talked right. about again. All these little examples, I mean, they lead to big things, Chuck. You know, small doors lead to big rooms sometimes. Right. And this thing right here is a prime example. I'm hoping that this leads to more of a room where people are sitting in it. And really, at least, how about this? I don't know what's true or not. I just want to have some answers and filling in the gaps. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right. Well, look, I do think I, I'd like to see the NFL realize that this 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 relationship with owners, look, here in Washington, um, it's a financial disaster, the Washington football team, the commanders now, whatever you want to call them, because they have a terrible owner, doesn't understand the, the city, doesn't, you know, has is, is just alienated himself from, from the city. The NFL lets their owners be these sort of all-world guys rather than them dictating what the culture should be. And I, 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 I don't know how many more of these ownership embarrassment moments do they need to have before they take better control here you know, I did, I mean, who really, I know the owners run the league here, but they shouldn't. They can't, the Miami Dolphins can't leave the NFL. Stephen Ross leaves the NFL. The Miami Dolphins are not worth a billion, two billion, three billion dollars. They're worth nothing because the NFL is what's worth the money. The league needs to remember they own these teams. The owners get to put the trophy in their house. That's, That's right. Hey, two last questions for you here, Chuck. Okay. You mentioned it. Your thoughts, Washington Commanders, you're there. I, I, I've had people say over here, too, the Washington Corruptors would have been a little the bit commies. better. <laughs> the, well, they're the going to be short for commies. commies. <laughs> I know. Look, I was a fan of the you – know, 
if you're, and I'm, I'm going to play the politically correct card or, or marketing card here, okay? In Washington, in D.C., you do the red tails. And you do the red tails and you honor the Tuskegee Airmen. Yeah. It's a whole different conversation we're having about the reboot of the Washington football team. Right. The Washington Red Tails, first of all, get to keep the R, yeah. which gives you a little bit of that. I, 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 yeah, the old the again, old yellow helmet. Yeah, here's a, again, like this actually wasn't a hard thing. Oh, <laughs> Red Tails. Who, who, who loves the Red Tails? Tuskegee Airmen. Huh. We were a team founded by a racist. We had a racist symbol. We need to clean that up. That's a pretty good idea. And instead they come up with this generic, you know, they went with the military theme because, you know, you hide behind the military and nobody's going <laughs> to criticize you. And that's fine. You don't get criticized. But really, commanders? I mean, if you're going to, I would have preferred admirals if you're going to do that. Like, I don't know. But because a commander can be anything, at least an admiral's, you know, part of the Navy or something. But I, it's it's a bummer. I think they could have done better. But, you know, this is an ownership problem again. It really is. It's an ownership problem. He's been the worst owner in the NFL in my recent memory. And I, I compare him to James Dolan with the Knicks. I mean, can you imagine? Dolan is the right. That's the right comparison. I mean, I mean it is on another level of crazy. He yeah, is so. Terrible. I mean, and now I know the only reason that he's not really gone out and held people hostage in that community for a new stadium is because they suck so bad. It was so bad to move it to Landover. You had it right there at RFK. That is the heart of Washington football is where they Dan, are. What RFK, what RFK, you know, it's funny. You come here. What RFK is to the Washington football crowd is what the Orange Bowl is to you and I. Oh, absolutely. Okay? It's a crappy stadium that when it's filled and rocking, there's the hardest place to play. And it's it's sort of like you to take it back to where we began, like what what do we all hope that Cristobal brings back? Brings back the fact that the Miami toughness came from the fact that you guys didn't have the best facilities. You had to go use a pickup truck and a sa- and make your own sandbox to That's do right. your stuff rather than come up with the, the, the weight rooms of Nebraska. You know, you'd hear about That's back right. then it was Nebraska that had all the great weight rooms and you guys had to invent these little, Hey, let's right. tow a few tires. Cause right. I mean, yeah. but it created an extra different type of toughness in you. And, and it is certainly what I think we're all hoping Cristobal can bring back even with this entitled generation that's used to great weight rooms in their high schools, you know, <laughs> these days, but um, it, it is, there's a toughness to, to Washington that's missing. Uh, and Snyder took it all away. It's funny that they had it, you know, and, and RFK gave it to them in the same way, the dilapidatedness of the place added to the, the toughness of the team and the fear of playing in there. And, and they just, they've lost that. They really oh, absolutely. That play is a great comparison. Cause I played there. A couple times and that place would rock exactly like the orange bowl it would just go up and down literally what moved a, yeah it could move and it tremendous, was a little, little what a tremendous environment always always beer dripping on your head oh absolutely that, that, and the bathrooms the were horrible bowl. you had to pull the chains yeah. in there it smelled like urine every time you went in there all right final question yeah. for you now super bowl yeah, 56 who you got yeah. Bengals or rams you know and there's I something special good... about joe burrow there's something special yeah, I, I have to kid. say, I'm afraid of betting against them. Yeah. This doesn't this remember the la- so the last time we had a Super Bowl that featured a team with the last name of Rams and a brand new quarterback. Everybody's like, is this guy for real? Right. <laughs> Pat's Rams. Like there's a part of me that wonders, is this the beginning of the Burrow era? And we're all sitting here not quite believing it. And the guy's going to somehow pull off a win. And then we're all going to look back in the same way when Brady won. It still felt fluky when they won, didn't it? Yeah. That first Super Bowl, yep. you're like, well, 
Kurt, yep. you know, Warner, boy, their defense went flat. You know, we weren't sure if this was yeah. something to watch. I have to tell you, I'm I'm afraid of betting against Burrow. I'll, I'll, I, it's but they don't have the offensive line. I mean, the problem is, how are they going to keep them upright? Thirty-one offensive, thirty-one ranked offensive line going into this game. I mean, the one thing the Rams have in spades is guys that can rush the passer, right? <laughs> so, I I I so there's like the my brain says there's no way the Bengals can can survive that onslaught. But, man, there's something special about Burrow. It's different, and you just I, feel it. Hey, you know what? I, I, I have to get your opinion on the way out the door on Brady and what he did because 22 years I, – I said this, Chuck. You're ne- he may be the greatest team sport champion. He's the modern-day Bill Russell. Bill Russell, um, right. If it's we it. look They're at it, where one. he is yeah. today, he is what Russell was back in the day. And maybe those two guys are – connected together but how do you see brady in that great career you know the the coolest stat i read recently is you could take the 22 years and divide it exactly in half and if you measure the first 11 years it's a hall of fame career on its own and the second it's not like i mean in fairness you can't do that with some of the other guys that did along you know the last seven or eight years eh, not so great you can't really do that with lebron and lebron's great don't get me wrong yeah with brady it, it it is amazing let me ask you a question. I'm nervous about one thing with Mario Staff, offensive coordinator. How hard is it right now? I feel like it feels like in football right now, everybody's the, these the, the the offenses matter so much, the quarterbacks matter so much that these guys are more valuable than ever, right? Whether it's a Brian Dayball and Kendall, I was I was ready for Ken Dorsey to come home. I thought this is going to be great, and he's got an OC job. Kendall Bryles probably got thrown a bunch of money at him. I'm worried we're going to – the music's going to stop and we're not going to have the guy we need. Well, what do you say? I think they're going to back the Brinks truck up to Joe Brady. And I, what, I wondered that. What? Why is that not happened? What's your understanding? Um, I think yet? Brady's waiting for an NFL offensive coordinator's job because oh, I think he thinks he wants to be still in line to potentially get an NFL head coaching job. I talked to Mario weekly. And yes. he's like this, he goes, because he was talking about Dorsey. I go, if Brian Dable gets the job – I know Sean McDermott. Yeah. They're going to elevate and get this. He's the new hottest coordinator. I'm you know, so happy I for also him, thought, by the way. Good for him. That's great for him. Oh, I, he I worked his it. ass. He had to work up, man. He got disrespected quite a bit at first as a QB coach, and then he's really earned it. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, to me, I mean, look, I, Chizinski's name had kind of been thrown around a little bit, potentially bringing him back there. You're right. Here's the one thing, Chuck, when you have to land an offensive coordinator, because the one thing that the Miami Hurricanes have lacked the last, believe this, think about this for a second. When is the last time the Miami Hurricanes had a quarterback go in the top three rounds? I I, I don't know. When's that? I mean, I think it's, it's over it's 20 years. It might, might be Craig Erickson. Craig, okay, well, that's back in the 90s. Maybe fourth or fifth. No, I agree. I don't think we had. I don't think uh, when I was there, get this, Chuck, when I was there, we had Kelly, Cozart, Testa, Verde, and Walsh. Right. (laughs) Now I will take any one of those guys. I mean, we, we just can't, and they're all going to the Southeastern conference. So here's the one thing that's different though, Chuck, this time around, Mario told me, I go, how did you leave? How did you leave Nike and Phil Knight? He goes, well, they said to me that whatever it costs to get coordinators into Miami, because Miami was one of the cheapest places. Even Jimmy had problems with this. Yeah, no, they I know. They could never pay assistance. Well, now get this. Million and a half. 
to well, now be a coordinator these, at Miami. It's these Bitcoin billionaires. I hope it doesn't collapse on them, but we got a couple <laughs> of new donors. I will say this. I've joked. Everybody's like, hey, I can't complain anymore. I used to say, well, Miami doesn't, we don't pay and all this stuff. We're throwing money around like we're Alabama and Texas A&M. So there's no excuses. Hey, I'll Chuck, if I was down in South Florida right now, there'd be a pizzeria called Big Sills. I'd have it in Fort Worth. I'd have it down in South Beach. I'd be like, come in here for Big Sills after the game here. We're all good. Chuck, listen, man, you're awesome to me. And I so you're thank the, you for our friendship, great, brother. All right, thank brother. you again, man. I appreciate like it. Like I said. Hey, by the way, everybody, don't forget Sunday's Meet the Press. Got gotcha, you, brother. Thank and you. And more you. importantly, Miami fans, my daughter's coming. <laughs> and if she doesn't, Cilio's all over that admission. I'm all over it. I'm after him. I got right, it. Thank you, Chuck. I appreciate it. All right, guys, hit the like button. Get back to you. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's a health plan chosen by more people than any other. With more doctors and hospitals. More benefits that really rock. More of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about. Because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. He's a friend of Big Sills, or usually Sills would kick the shit out of him. Hit the like button. Hit the like button. Hang on for a second here. It's a good point, Chris. By the way, we'll pick up on the list. We'll re 
said everything here when it comes to edge rushers for the Eagles. Chris brings a point up. By the way, I want to thank Chuck Todd for coming on. Tomorrow, we're going to have Kevin Cork from Fox News with a different opinion. Okay. White House correspondent. Flies on Air Force One said the meals are out of sight. I, I told Kevin Cork, man, you got to get me on Air Force One once, man. Just one time he goes, I'm working on it. I'm working on it, right? He goes, dude, the lobster is sensational. Big Seal's a lobster fan, okay? So, plus we're going to have Coach Ogeron on tomorrow, man. All right. So, anyway, so Chris is like this, man. He's like, oh, he's your boy, right? It's Chris, my daughter did this, right? Thank you, Matt Hatter. Get this. So, my daughter goes, hey, Dad, I hear you. Um, this is a couple years ago, and I was killing somebody. Just killing them on the air. So, wait, Chris, you'll love this, though, because it's to your point. Um, so, Dad... I saw you shitting all over this one athlete because of drug use and chasing chicks and skirts. How come you don't do that to Michael Irvin? Well, uh, well, you know, um, yeah. Uh, well, you know, um, yeah, it's just a simple question. Well, there's, there's, there's things. She goes, why? Because he's your boy, right? And I'm like, well, yeah. Oh, if you have a personal relationship with someone, you don't shit on him, right, Dad? He kind of did the same thing. Chris, I'm doing this, right? What am I getting, Whoopi Goldberg on? <laughs> I'm staying away from that one. Hey, remember something, Jeff. Here's one tidbit for future broadcasters. Two things you don't bring up, Nazi Germany and Adolf Hitler. Stay away from it. It goes nowhere. <laughs> hey, Whoopi, that's a little note for you. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey. Hey, man, hey, hey, Sydney. My daughter has been so smart. She's like, well, Dad, she said this when she was like 14. Well, Dad, if you have a strong opinion like that, always be prepared to have to, you know, balance that. I was like, what? She's like, well, when you have an opinion like that, someone's going to challenge it always. Big Sills on the view. God, I hate that, Joe. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, but my daughter called me out good. We were sitting at dinner, too. And I had a friend of mine from my company. And he's sitting there. He goes, yeah, why, why don't you shit on Irvin or Sap? Well, uh, oh, it's a hurricane thing. Uh, uh, Professor Sills. No. Hey, Carl Wright, in the Holocaust? Yeah, you might want to stay away from that. What are you debating? <laughs> oh, me on The View? Oh, my God, man. I'd show up in a tank top like Pat McAfee. You know, I'd, I'd show up. Hey, can you see Big Seals Big Seals on The View like this with guns in the air, right? What are you going to do when Hulkamania runs wild on you? You're sitting here talking shit to me the whole time. I'm going to make sure you understand. When these pythons, look at these pythons. When they get around your neck, you'll understand what I'm talking about because I take no shit from no one. Can you see that on the view? <laughs> Lou Albano. Dude, I'm not a manager. I'm in the ring. 
Let's stick to sports. This is my life break. <laughs> Will's like this. Are we done being rainbows and butterflies? Okay. Toothpick guns. Kiss my ass. He's candom. <laughs> Ew. Will's like this. Sill, sports, dog. This is my break. I don't want to hear bullshit. Bruh. Oh, man. Hey, Station Nine's like, I don't give a shit what's going on with Brian Flores and the Dolphins. I got a Super Bowl I'm dealing with next week. I got a Super Bowl party. Hey, Paul says he's not a fan of Chuck Todd. Hey, Chuck, I'll make sure I run my guest list through you next time. Chuck, Xander, is is, is this guy okay? Do, do, do you think Paul's going to? Be upset with this guy? <laughs> oh, mud on to me. Are you guys good with John Cena? I had somebody go like this. Who the fuck's John Cena? <laughs> John Stewart on. You know, I'll tell you what, though. I know Bill Maher. Okay? I do know Bill. Steven Ross, man, he is a shysty dude. I'm with you, W2. Big Sills, would you rather have Josh Allen or Joe Burrow to start your franchise? Wow. Another commie sympathizer. <laughs> See the funny shit on HBO, Peacemaker. He is, isn't he? Josh Allen or Joe Burrow? Yale says Burrow. Great. Bring a liberal. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Birdman. I'm, hey, Birdman. Jason Whitlock is going to try to find time for us, too. He's going to come in here, man. Joe Burrow or Josh Allen? I'm going to take Joe Burrow. I think there's something great about that guy, man. Don't you think he's got like a Brady? Hey, Jeff, I think I think this kid Burrow's got a Brady factor. Seals, you bring in the best guests. Thank you so much, man. Blown away every day. Oh, that's really kind of you. Thank you so much. You know what? I told my wife this, too. People are going like, Dan, you get the greatest. I know Ric Flair, too. We could get him in there. They're all like this. You know all these people, I guess after 33 years, man, you know, we just like bump in all these dudes. They like the show and they like my work. And they know who I am. Hey, Dave Portnoy goes like this. Now, you know what Dave Portnoy told me? You either come to work for me or I don't come on your show. All right, Dave. So because I won't work, my wife doesn't want me working at Barstool. She thinks they're like not very cool. I don't know. My wife don't like Sirius, and she don't like Barstool. Bring that quack Fauci on? No, I don't think so. Hey, I'd rather bring Dr. Frankenstein on. <laughs> Let me reset this, okay? Let me get back to this here, because look at me. I, I did some homework here. Don't derail me. Okay? Don't derail me. All right. 
Edge rushers. Do we all agree the Eagles need an edge rusher? That's the number. Hey, look, guys. Isn't that the number one position, the Eagles? You're 31st in pass rushing. You're 31st in sacks. Okay? Right? It's number one. Number one priority. Am I right? Hey, Dan, if you want to put joy on all day, it's okay with me. Do you remember what she even said? Oh, no. (laughs) Edge rusher. I think he makes some good points. And the other times he just tries to, yeah, yeah, I'm not. Hey, watch this. Yes, Jeff. No, a quarterback. Yeah, Sean, really? Edge first. How about shit to bed Biden? I don't know who he is. Who's Biden? I thought Biden goes on with Jody. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Who cares what she said? Nice, Chris. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) Here we go. I had Aiden Hutchinson, number one. Okay. I had Thibodeau, number two. And I had this kid, Carl Laffis, from... Uh, <laughs> uh, from uh, from Purdue. Xander's, he's not asleep today. At least he's not asleep. Okay? He's he's like, you know, he's, he's, he's laughing his ass off. You guys bring... Holy shit, man. Xander's right, man. He's like, hey, we're not programming to all of you stunads. You know what stunads are? That's an Italian word. Stunads. You know what you guys are? You're stunads. Stop getting sidetracked. I'm sorry, Matt. I'm like a carp in a lake. You see a lure and you're like this. Where am I going? Where am I going? (laughs) Xander's doing his taxes. Well, man, you don't think Xander does his taxes. This guy's like Jeff Bezos. He hasn't paid taxes in 20 years. What, are you kidding me? This guy's like Big Joe. (laughs) (laughs) You kidding me, man? These guys are teaching me shit. How you doing? All right. So we stopped there at the kid from Purdue. David Ajabo, man, I'd love to see him as an eagle. Easily distracted. Thank you. <sighs> hey, the Fonz, this kid from Purdue is good too, isn't he? Eight up Ohio State. No, I'm with you, man. He's a good-looking talent. Now, these are going to be kids that we could steal in the latter rounds here. Okay? Kingsley Ennebon from South Carolina. This kid is a ball player. Little rough. Maybe not technically sound. But this kid can play some ball. This kid from South Carolina. Good. Drake Jackson, USC. I watched this kid play some ball too, man. He can play. Chief Thunder, garbage Minshew, please. No garbage Minshew. Vaseli, Ajabo's the real deal, and I think his ceiling is getting better and better and better and better and better. It's South Carolina State. Johnson's from Florida. Um, no, 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 no. That's the kid, Jermaine Johnson. He's from FSU. I got him on the list here. Okay? O'Cole says Xander's sitting around watching Mahomes' brother on Twitter act like a jackass. Sounds about right. <laughs> Lawrence. Minshew mania, garbage mania. This kid Drake Jack, this kid Drake Jackson's pretty good from Southern Cal. Another guy. 
a lot like Thibodeau. Pretty good football player here, man. Um, Jermaine Johnson, the kid from FSU. You know the only problem I have from FSU here is that they weren't really good. You know what I mean? They weren't really good. Cameron Thomas, you know, I had a chance to watch his kid at San Diego State. He is a football player. Played in the Mountain West. I get that. But he can play. And the last kid is from the kid from Georgia. It's Trayvon Walker. You're going to get this guy in the third or fourth round, man. He could be a football player for you. You see all these guys? Every guy I mentioned is going to make a football team. Every guy, every one of these, because you know why? I'll tell you. How about this, guys? What do you think is the biggest premium position right now outside of quarterback? What is the number one premium position you think in the league? Don't tell me wide receiver. They're a dime a dozen. It ain't a running back. So what is it? And I got them in order here. D-E-O-T. Okay. Edge, left tackle. Okay. Look at what you guys are writing down. Look what I wrote down. OT, edge. And I did put cornerback. I don't think so, Chris. Safety. Tight end, no. Okay. Offensive line, edge rusher, corners. Those are your impact players on defense today. If you don't have, and, and by the way, you know, some of you would say this. Who Okay, who's the number one linebacker in the NFL right now? Who, who would you say is the number one linebacker? I'm talking inside. I'm not talking edge guys like Parsons and them dudes. Okay, and I'm not talking TJ Watt and the guys like that. Who is the number one inside linebacker right now? Can you guys tell me his name? Okay. Who is the number one edge rusher? Or who's the number one inside linebacker? Sean White? Darius Leonard. Probably. The kid from Devin White? Okay, probably him. Watch this. The kid from New Orleans. <laughs> That's about how it goes. But you know these edge rusher guys. Willie Lanier. Hugh. You're showing your age, brother. Sean White. You mean the skateboarder guy? Yeah, man, I'm on a skateboard. You see me at the Winter Olympics? Oh, by the way, the Stoner Games are going on. You guys know that, right? We got the Stoner Games. Snowboarding and, like, triple Gs and, oh, Jesus, griminy. Ice dancing and, yeah, Jesus. I would like to do that luge thing. But other than that, <laughs> triple sow cow. Yeah, I met her in a bar at the Rat Scaler back in my college days. We called her the Triple Sow Cow. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. That's it. I'm, I'm officially insulted. Xander says there's no fucking way you fit into a luge. How do you know, bro? You don't know Big Sills... So I get a custom-made luge. I bet you that bitch would go about 700 miles an hour. You would think I was on, like, Clark uh, Clark Griswold in, uh, like, uh, 
Christmas vacation going down that hill. You see, hey, Big Sills could ski too, bro. I tried snowboarding. I hated it. I, I fell down more times snowboarding than I did since I was four years old. Yeah, man. He's, hey, he's, he's calling me large. Middle, hey, a middle section large. <laughs> nah. Big Sills sitting, Big Sills fits into a Santa sled. Alex Singleton, that guy is a good football player. I done. Water skiing the best. Big bomber sills. Can you imagine me coming down on a luge, man? How you doing? I'm sitting there coming down there and going across them things. <laughs> or how about the ski jump? <laughs> Shit, man. I might jump. I, I might jump clear from China all the way to Japan. Where's Sills? He landed in Tokyo. <laughs> Dude, he took off in Beijing. He landed in Tokyo. What the fuck? <laughs> hey, man, fat boy. Hey, to you, James. I like a fat boy. About 1,200 cc's. Yeah, man, one of the best Harley Davidsons they ever made. Seals wedge in turn three. I'm stuck in what? Dan Cilio stuck in turn three on the luge. He didn't flip it over. No, he's just stuck. You know, like the basketball gets stuck on the back of the net. You're silly. I'm up here like this. Turn three, silly. stuck. 90 meter jump. There he is. Holy cow. Look at silly. man. He went from Beijing to Tokyo. Oh, <laughs> right. Then I get off, man. And I look around and I look at everybody and I start doing this shit. Right. Hey, bro. You know, you guys come on, man. Some of those guys that fit in those luges, though, they need about five Tokyo phone books to stand on, right? Get about five or six of those Tokyo phone books, man. Those luge guys ain't very big. They're little tiny guys. Curling. That's the sport I'm going to win an Olympic gold medal in. It's like bocce ball on ice. Bocce de bocce. I'm a curler, man. I know I could win a gold medal, okay? I know I could win a gold medal. Curling. I, I got the motion down. <laughs> Big Seal's just sliding right in there too, right? <laughs> oh, I'm a great sweeper. Thank you, Matt. Uh, I'm the broom guy. And you can get loaded. You could chat, you could probably down about 14 coronas. Hey, you notice Big Joe didn't put me on the postgame show anymore because Xander knew you got to get Cilio two hours after the damn show because he's probably hammered on coronas on Sundays. <laughs> uh, oh, the mud on. Dan wins the gold medal, 16 ounces. I'd like to thank everybody for me winning an Olympic gold medal. One of the few things that I've always wanted to do in my life, me being an Olympic curler. How you doing? Thank you. Thank you. I'll see you in four years. All right. Guys, hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. 
Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other. With more doctors and hospitals. More benefits that really rock. More of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about. Because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back, National Football Show Game. Please hit the like button. It is the fastest two hours, isn't it? Sting just flies, man. We have a lot of fun, you know? Not trying to recreate the wheel or do any stupid shit here, you know? We're, we're not trying to do any of that stuff. All right, and it, it is the fastest two hours, and I appreciate everybody coming aboard. Thank you guys so much. So how about this story coming out of Tampa? Jason Light and the Buccaneers are going to make a priority going after Aaron Rodgers. What do you make of that? If you're Aaron Rodgers, you want to go to Tampa? Warm weather. The team's loaded. You got a Super Bowl coach. All the coordinators are still intact as of right now. When you want to, if you're Aaron Rodgers, what other place fits than to move into Tom Brady's house? You got Mike Evans. Hey, who knows? Maybe you get Devontae Adams down there. You lose Goodwin. 
and you bring Devontae. How about Brady bringing Gronkowski to Tampa, right? How about if Aaron Rodgers brings Devontae Adams to Tampa? Why doesn't that make sense? Rodgers bought property in Nashville. The Titans versus the Bucks in a soft-ass NFC. Hmm. Why in the world would I want to go into the AFC where I have all those superstar quarterbacks? Now, the Packers may not want to trade them down there because they may have to see them again. But personally, if Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay, Packers are going to be um, not showing up to that NFC championship game uh, for the next couple of years because Jordan Love ain't it. Lawrence, that doesn't mean anything, man. That doesn't mean anything. Bought property in Nashville. Great. Yeah. No taxes, anything. Who cares? It just makes too much sense. Everything is there. An offensive line that's rated one of the best O-lines. You've got skilled guys everywhere. The defense has got a boatload of people on it. You keep everything on the same tracks here. You bring Aaron Rodgers in. You don't have a quarter. You're quarterbackless right now. You put Rodgers on that. Hey, watch this. If you put Rodgers on that Buck team, how many wins do the Bucks have? I don't know. Probably the same amount of wins they had this year, 12. And you bring Devontae Adams. <laughs> yeah. So you got Ad- watch this. You got Adams and Mike Evans. I don't know. Okay. Andrew, right? It just makes too much sense, man. Because get this, why would he go to New Orleans? There's no Sean Payton there anymore. That's not intriguing. Who the fuck's the coach in Denver? Never heard of him. Who's the coach in Chicago, Minneapolis, never heard of them. Go down with Bruce Arians. Arians just got through coaching. Wait a minute. So he, Arians coached Andrew Luck, Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady. I don't know. Adams wants to get paid sales. Hey, Jade, that's probably the only reason that that wouldn't fit. Is because he does want to get paid. Okay? That's probably it. I agree with you. Hey, I like Kyle Trask too, man. I thought he was a really good football player at Florida. I did. Says a lot for me too to say that about a Gator because I hate everything out of that place. Ugh. I-75. Someone goes, hey, do you know where the University of Florida is? Yeah. The same place the Crocodile Farm's in. (laughs) The crocodile farm. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah, I think, well, you think that would leave Gronkowski room for him to potentially want to play for Rodgers with one year? If you're Gronkowski, so I'm catching footballs from Brady and Rodgers. I don't know. I kind of like that. To me, Okay, to me, I would think this. You know, if I'm Gronk, whoever they get in as quarterback will lead me to make my decision for me. Either I'm going to play or I'm not going to play. You're talking to me about having Aaron Rodgers in a Buccaneer uniform? Eh, 
Oh, and then we're we're stuck with Jalen. Go Jalen. Hey, we can win with him. <laughs> hey, he's a solid kid. He is. Who's the guy you want your damn daughter dating? Well, how's he good at quarterbacking? He's pretty decent. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. So he's a great guy and all, but, you know, is he a good quarterback? Uh, <laughs> we can win with him. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> oh Cole says, shut the hell up, Silio. <laughs> all right, man. Hey, tomorrow. Okay. For all you conservatives. Okay. See? We get another voice. Kevin Cork, dear friend of mine, started in sports at ESPN Fox Sports as well. White House correspondent. Okay, we're going to get him on. We'll talk about all this BS going on in the NFL right now, too. Also, Ed Ogeron, who coached Joey B, Joe Burrow, to a national championship at LSU. And we'll get his thoughts on what he sees with Joe Burrow's chances against the Rams in Super Bowl 56. I want to thank everybody. Do me a favor. Please hit the like button. You were spectacular. Till tomorrow, 4 to 6. We'll see you on the flip side. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.